0: We hold these truths to be self evident, that all men are created equal. But today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that.
1: We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Is that it's a journey into comics network production? Went forward in time
0: to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win?
1: and gentlemen, you are listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast that's dedicated to everything nerd. With your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips, and introducing his new co-host,
0: Tyler McLaughlin. You should have gone for the head.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's JIC286. I I am your host, Nate. And today, joining me, it's the team that brought you Journey Into Comics 186, if you can believe it. Welcome back
0: once again, my friend, Brando! What's going on, man? And, And notice that we're... We're inching ever closer to that 294 mark. That was uh, an old oh, joke. That was an old, old joke going way back in the Wayback Machine. In fact, if you have this network feed on Apple Podcasts, you can no longer get that joke. So <laughs> that probably doesn't even go to any of you.
1: Yes. Oh, that's, that is that. That is sad, but true. Yeah. Yeah. The archives are slowly dying off of the major platforms, but you can always go to journeyintocomics.com, daddy. Archives are there. Just saying. Anyways, Brando, I'm glad to have you on the
0: show today. How have you been? I'm good, man. I've uh, been on vacation for about a week. I've got a couple more days off and I go back. So you know, it's always good to get some time off, recharge. I've been chilling. I have been doing nothing but chilling. See, the thing is, I took my vacation early enough to where it wasn't nice enough and I, outside to go do some work out in the yard. So I just, <laughs> I purposely am like, I'm sitting back, I am relaxing, I'm not doing shit, and that's pretty much what I've done. I've been just uh, not heavily playing any games either. I've been just chilling out. You know, played a little of this, played a little of that. All right, cool, and uh, you know, watched some movies. I watched uh, The Irishman. Which then, cool. Which then made me want to go watch Casino, which I've seen part of years ago when I was a kid, but actually got to sit sure. down and watch it as an adult. So I watched a couple of of a Scorsese films, if you will, and uh, Scorsese. Scorsese. Uh, he who shall not be named. <laughs> to some communities, yeah, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely voiced his opinion very, uh, very loudly with that one. But the other thing that I've been kind of doing, and this has been kind of creeping back into my uh, into my uh, foray here, uh, is that we've been watching some ghost shows, and I've been Ooh. that it's just been coming back to want to go do some paranormal investigations. So much so that you know, right when I was getting ready to cook some dinner out here on the grill, and I'm just sitting here not doing anything, fired up the old uh, uh, hard drive over here because we have audio files that we have not listened to. From, from investigations that we did years ago. And it's crazy to think that, that the last investigation that we did uh, this year will have been six years ago. Wow. Was that the one we did together? Was that the last one? Yeah, that was the one at the Fuck. at the Rossville Opera House. Now, uh, the guy that owned that, Dave, is no longer... He's gone. Yeah, he passed away. Yeah, yeah, he passed. However, it was probably about a year ago, maybe less than that, uh, you know... My my paranormal partner, uh, Matt, uh, he was on day shift a while, uh, for a little while with us, so I would get to see him and talk to him a little bit. And uh, we were out in the parking lot just talking. And he goes, man, we need to go do that. I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, you're right. And he goes, I still have the Opera House number. I wonder what would happen if I called it. You know? So we're like, let's call it. Oh, sweet. So he called, and some woman answered. And she knew Dave, and she's now living there. And she still opens it up for, for for paranormal groups to keep that alive. And she still charges the same amount that Dave did. Shit, dude. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And, uh, you know, that last hunt was probably one of the more fruitful ones though, that we've had. As far as uh, visual... Uh, 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 evidence and, and what what really sucked about it is that we as a group don't have a lot of ways to capture that. Like we have a camera, or had a camera, but it was only one. So like we, we had to be sparing and how we used it and everything. But like the big part that we caught was the big illuminating green light that yeah. that, that 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 me and Matt saw. It was like illuminated the entire ceiling of that room because it it was like because we saw dots green dots you know and i'm not sure if you because the first time we saw them you were up there everybody was up there i think except for gretchen i saw it initially
1: with you guys and was like what the fuck is this like it stunned me because i was trying to figure out like does somebody have a laser pointer in Mm -hmm. here someone's really clever you know and i couldn't quite fucking understand or figure it out and i think that became one of the missions of the night was when are we going to see them again? And I feel like you guys went up on a solo mission
0: and did, in fact, see them again. So, right, yeah, okay. So, we actually wrote it off mm-hmm. at the time as possibly being reflection from from the viewfinder of the camera because we were trying to set, the, to set the camera up to be static to just record while we were gone. Sure, yep, and uh. So we we're like, okay, maybe that was it. You know, maybe it was, maybe it, like the window of the, like the glass caught it and put it up there. You know, wasn't really sure how that could have happened. But when you're in these situations, when you're trying to be as legit as possible, uh, we, even though we do believe in the paranormal, we also try to approach every single instance with a, well, how could this have happened? Like, like legitimately because yeah give an explanation totally yeah, because like if, if you because we're not going there just to be like whoa that was a ghost oh that was a ghost it's like no like let's get real actual evidence that we cannot debunk it like because that's when it's paranormal when you when you can't really figure out physically how this happened anyway so those lights yeah when me and matt went up there uh he he's always wanted to go just the two of us right uh, go up uh, totally. like, to a place, just the two of us, the whole place to ourselves, and do the entire night by ourselves. That that, that is something that he's always wanted to do. Ex- except for when you've had people that want to do it with you, it's like, well, you know, like like you feel bad like leaving people out. But that because everyone's like, man, take me, and you're like, oh, come, okay, fucking come, on. right? But so that was an opportunity for us to, for us both of us to go up there, just the two of us for a while, for about an hour, I, I think is how long we went uh just to go by ourselves and just be up there and just try to me and Matt got pretty good at like vibing off of each other and be, because sure. we both approached it the, like the exact same way and uh I remember we were in the back room for a while we kept seeing like the the darkest dark movement in the darkest dark that was always really weird to me it's like cuz when you get that dark it's like your eyes play tricks on you but it's like when you like when me and him when, you, when me and him would see the exact same thing, <laughs> we were both staring in the same spot and we saw it and we both looked at each other and that's when you get hair rising up on your arm is when you're like, we both just saw that. So that wasn't our eyes playing tricks with us. What was that, right? Correct. Uh, and then we moved over into the main room upstairs, right, where we saw those uh, like green dots, green little lights. And I was just taking uh, pictures with a digital camera. Click. You know, not really looking and just pointing and clicking randomly. Because I've actually gotten some luck at getting some weird stuff with that. Um, Specifically at Thornhaven Manor where I got uh, like two pictures in a row where it was like one picture you see like this black mass up top. And the next picture, because I just went click, you know, rotated a little bit to the left. Click. And that second picture, almost the whole picture is encased with blackness. Whoa! That's actually posted online too, and I'll try and send that to you. Um, yeah, cause, because because yeah. we tried to recreate that. So I'm just doing that right at 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 this place where we saw the lights. I'm just click 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 click, and I'm looking up because I mean we're we're you know, we're we're setting in the dark for the most part. Other than that, there are windows to the outside, and we could do have street lights kind of coming in. And me and him are just being quiet. We're you know occasionally trying to say something. Mostly we're just trying to let it. Uh, not talk so much because we're, cause so often do you go on there and, sure. and and you talk so much that you don't catch anything. Let the building, let the energy just vibe, you know? Yeah. It'll do the speaking for you and the opera house definitely can talk. It can. And you know what? We've actually gone before and got absolutely diddly squat. So that to me lends more credibility to the fact that, you know, there's something going on here because it's not always active. Um, Well, yeah, I I saw the lights again up like up top, right? And I'm I'm like, "Hey, did you see those lights up there?" He goes, "No, I wasn't looking up there." He goes, "Did we see that earlier?" I said, "Yeah, man." He like, like little like green dots or some sort. He goes, "I wonder what that is." I'm like, "I don't know, man." And it was just like I don't even know how long. It wasn't that long, man. Not even not even a few minutes or five minutes. And there was a like a if if the green dots were like right above my head, a little bit up, maybe like 10 feet further down in the room, you saw this, this green light and it just went cascaded and it made a blinding green light. Like in the room, it's one of those lights where you go, uh, right. But it was like, yeah. Like when you're at a concert and the fucking green one hits you when it's like spinning around, Ah. you know, it wasn't enough to make you want to close your eyes, but it was enough to make you wince. It was like, and as soon as it did that, it was gone, and I just, and it's funny, because we have audio of this, right, of, and me and him have listened to it, and it's so funny, because I just, I just look at him and say, tell me you saw that, he goes, yep, yep, <laughs> and we instantly both get out of our chairs and march right over there to look up with our fucking flashlights, what the is this dude we can't figure this shit out like we have no idea what it is we have never seen this before this is the first tangible physical light anomaly that we've ever seen and we are just and i remember like we are going nuts and you guys are downstairs going are you guys okay like do you guys like like need us to come up and we're like no stay down there stay downstairs like we don't want anybody anything to kind of like disrupt this like at the moment but of course there's the excitement of like of you guys downstairs going what's going on we want to see this right um yeah because if i remember correctly you were standing watch at because the owner of the place he had a couple security like night vision security cameras up there just to be static and he had a couple of them and you were standing at the monitor the whole time we were up there like this just watching and uh because uh there i believe there was audio up there was there could you guys hear us or did you guys just see us move? I think we could. I I feel like we could hear you, and
1: I can't remember if it was because there were audios like uh, mics placed in there for that,
0: or if it was because we had walkies. We or did have walkies, possibly. and we didn't call down. You guys called out. You called up to us, and yeah, no that that was the most coolest visual evidence we've ever caught. And of course, we never caught, but we actually didn't catch it on any video source or anything like that. But I mean, to be able to see that, to know that I shared that moment with somebody who's just as into it as I am and can back me up to say this happened, you know, because it's always like when you hear somebody tell a story like that and and the people listening here can be like, you know, they have to take my word for it because they weren't there.
1: they, They don't they don't have they can't give you credibility because they don't know you as a person. And no offense to the world, but there are a lot of con men douchebags out there that talk a big game. Fortunately for our listeners, I know Brandon personally, and he's like the most honorable fucking dude. So let me just say that he saw this shit, and I don't know if you remember this in the night. The the Squawk Box or the Talk Box or whatever got some crazy fucking dead-on-to-Gretchen shit, dude. Mm -hmm. And it was like... What
0: the fuck how does that even happen I was just talking there about this there were so this. many moments I was just talking about this Ugh. with my wife Kate and because you know <clears throat> when you watch paranormal shows and they start saying that they feel drained that they feel whoa they feel wrong they feel that energy there's a few times I've actually gone into a room and they you know a lot of people say it's all psychological but it's like once you start doing it more often you I try to control how creeped out I am you know, you still get creeped out. Don't get me wrong. You, you go into a room in the pitch blackness, and you're just waiting, and sometimes you, you creep yourself out and psych yourself out. But there have been times where I've been in there, and it just wharf hits you all at once. I've had that. Yeah, totally. I've had that in my own house before where that really? hits you like that, and you feel like there's something right behind you, like looking at you, like, move. What are you doing? You know? But Fuck that, bro.
1: But... You got me checking my cameras, by the way. <laughs> You're talking all this shit. I'm actually literally going to check the cameras that are going to view what I, like, what's behind me right now. Because you got me all spooked, man. It's just talking about this shit, it just makes my skin crawl. Listen, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before, and it's been, a you know, a, a thing we've discussed several times. But, like, my dad's house, the shit we got there changed me as a person.
0: So, <clears throat> what I was—I go- take this shit very seriously. What I was gonna say about <coughs> about that about that uh, SB7 Spirit Box, right? Basically, mm-hmm. guys, if you don't know, it's a radio device that will sweep through radio stations uh, pretty fast, and you really don't rapid, yeah, rapid, and it's hard to make out sometimes. It really is a challenge uh, because it'll sweep through the station so fast that any sort of like signal it picks up it's gone instantly right but when you hear words that go across multiple channels that's when you know you got something well we did a thing at the opera house where we felt like in the the times that we have used it that we would ask a question and we would hear what we wanted to hear if like, like if we got a response out of it it's almost like you're psyching yourself up for a response so then you're expecting said response totally so what we did is for an experiment is i plugged headphones into it right so only i could hear the answers i couldn't hear the questions it was too loud and it was very disorienting uh, thankfully it wasn't pitch black up there otherwise i probably would have <laughs> would have been worse but thankfully, there's no one behind me right now also. <laughs> awesome. Good to know. But when we got the, it 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 said, kill Gretchen, which was the girl, you know, a, a gal that was there with us. And uh, of course, she had been tied to this place like that. Like she is how we got a, a, a foot in the door in this place because she lived in the town at one point and was friends with the owner. And uh, she had done tours through the place. So she was there quite a bit. Uh, so it knew her, and it said that. And I don't care where where I'm investigating. When something comes at me like that, that's not cool. That would be just the same as if you said it. And it, but of course, you know, it, it, I know you, and I know you would never say that. And if I heard you say that, it would be in a it, it wouldn't be in that kind of tone. But this, I don't know this. So I this is something I take offense to, especially when it comes to this shit because it's like, no, why did you say that? That's not cool. Right, and it told me because, and I said because is no fucking answer. Why did you say that? And it said because again, but more, uh, so sil- like syllabled out. Because, and I and I and if you remember, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it was very, very disturbing. And then Gretchen put it on. She heard it. It told her. And then Matt put it on. He heard it. And the whole vibe in the room was very weird. I don't know if you got that when you were there. The whole... You could cut the tension with a knife. It it, It was
1: very... The air was sucked out of that room in an instant.
0: It was thick. And I remember... Matt had it on. He goes, what about me? Why don't you pick on someone your own size? Where do you want me? And then it said one word to him, dead. And he said, I'm done. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Uh, He took it off, and we ended the session. And, I, man, when you see on the shows and they talk about them being drained physically, mentally, uh, emotionally... Like, like you feel all the energy sucked out of you. I remember, we, you know, because after that, we, we, were like, we were setting stuff up. We were still doing some stuff. But I felt so wrong. And I honestly feel like, you know, now I know that the people in the TV shows, when they say this, what they mean. What they mean by it. Totally. When they feel sick. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like I was going to throw up. Now... Dave has actually told us a story about somebody who did throw up out the window on the top floor, after an apparition literally walked through the sky. You know, he walked he walked right through him, and he instantly went to the window and threw up. Um, I Ooh. but I felt drained. I felt weird, and I didn't know what to think of it. it, it it's funny because I I've, I've seen all these shows before, and, and and you get an idea, but when you feel it. I didn't think of any of that. I just thought this is so weird and wrong in every single way. And like, because we braked to go eat some, you know, grab something to eat. You know, hey, you know, let's go grab something to eat before uh, before the gas station closes down for the night or whatever. And, uh, or or before the kitchen shuts down, right? Because I think the gas station then finally was open 24-7, but the kitchen was not. So we went and did that. And I, and I just wanted to be alone. and And I sat in my car by myself. And I felt like if I ate, I was gonna get sick. But I'm like, I needed to eat. I needed to eat, so I forced myself to eat. I slowly, started feeling better. I felt every, I felt everything go away. I felt um, it's almost like, in a weird way. I, and I know this is a weird analogy, but pretty much the exact same thing. It's like in Harry Potter when went with the Dementors. And then he's like, eat this chocolate. You'll feel better. Right. Yeah. As as I ate and drank a little bit, I actually did start to feel better. And, uh, then we, you know, we, we went, we went back aside, regrouped and, um, went back upstairs, but like, man, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I I actually am, I want to kind of get back into it a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> You're like we've tangented we've tangented on this long enough. Let's talk about something else. No, I I'm enjoying talking about the ghost shit, man. It's been too long. Uh it really has. I started looking up like, you know, some some you know, some equipment that way I could start that way I could actually have everything. Cuz that that was something that beforehand was kind of a negative as that, you know, we as a group had stuff, not any individual where, you know, when you go cheap like that, it's like okay, it spreads the load out; not one person spends too much money. But you know, what if I have a chance to go and nobody else can go? I I I want to go, and I don't want that awkward. Let me borrow shit. I want to just take my shit. So yeah, I over the next couple of years, I'm gonna maybe get back into stuff because I've got the spirit box, I've got a, like three or four different digital recorders, you know. I want to get a camera and some IR lights and and, and do that kind of stuff. I need to get my own EMF meter, uh, which those aren't too expensive. But uh, The the EMF meters we've actually had... uh, I've never caught an actual EMF spike, but they were handy on two occasions. Uh, One occasion was the second time that we were at that opera house. Matt, an hour prior to this, specifically said... Because it was 90, 94 degrees in there at midnight or so, at 11 or midnight. It was hot. And then, you know, I mean, we're in July. It's going to be hot. Yeah. I mean, you know, heat rises, and it definitely had risen because we were up there sweating our balls off. And uh, he specifically said, can you lower the temperature down to 89? And me and Rob were in a room that's called the prop room. Uh, now the opera house the entire top floor was sectioned off to be a different thing but the bottom floor used to be a theater you know like an opera house and that room is where uh they had a section of the of the room on the third floor where they would lower down the like the props you know on like like, like on the strings and somebody had apparently hung himself back there at one point and there were no windows in this room. There was a doorway. To go through. You know. Go through there. And there was a window. But. The air was stagnant. There was no breeze. No way for this temperature to be lowered. And it. While me and Rob were standing there. Right in between us. There was a really big cold spot. It's the only time I've ever. Ex- Weird. It's the only time I've ever experienced. Like a cold spot too. And all the times I've gone. And we put the. The EMF there. Which has a thermal. Readout. And it was down to 89 degrees. Boom. And it was right after that, that I heard somebody blow like a, as, as I just spiked on my recording really bad there. <laughs> Woof. But it, it was literally right behind me. Woof. And I, I spun around really fast cause I, it was right behind me and there's a brick. You thought somebody was behind you. And there's a brick wall.
1: Not cool, man. <laughs> oh, man. Not fucking
0: cool. So you got the itch again, though, is what you're saying. I'm starting to get it. And, uh, because I love it. it. It it was something that I got into, uh, partially because of stuff that we caught at your house. And then you know going on from there, uh, what really bit the bug is when I got the chance to go to the first place for the first time to actually go to a place. And then we had a hookup. And we went there. And then we went to Thornhaven. And we reached out and went there and i mean you know but i mean these places cost money too you can't just go in there for free but it was also really cool that thornhaven was actually featured on television and two different things that were featured on that television program we encountered ourselves break it down when, uh, now this was on the ghost adventure show which i have mixed feelings about a lot because well in their presentation sometimes is way over the top, which is, but I also understand that it's entertainment. They are broadcasting this out, not only for people who are paranormal enthusiasts, but also for random people surfing around to get the heebie-jeebies, right? You know? So, they're definitely, they have a taste for the theatrics. Fine. Whatever. You know, you know, uh, and also television, you, you have to be wondering like, are they faking any evidence? Are they doing this? You know, uh, Whatever, but they went there and while they were talking about, there's that there were two girls that were in there with the owner. Now they didn't, they were telling the crew, the story, like, this is what happened to us. They were sitting in a circle in the main hall and somebody said, can you come closer? And they heard footsteps walk across the breakfast room, which is a room adjacent and get to their room. And they got freaked out and then they left. That happened to us. That exact oh, thing happened to us, and I caught it on a recorder that I placed in the breakfast room on the floor.
1: Interesting, you know. So you you did this because you had seen them do it on?
0: No. Oh wow! You hadn't even seen that happen. No, that's crazy. See, the thing is, is that we we watched it after we went. Um. So like Steve told us about it, um, and it was gonna air like the week before thing or uh, I'm sorry the week before Halloween, and we went like right in the middle of October. Um, so it was like literally the weekend before, and the weekend after it was gonna air. So it was kind of because we went there first in July, they were there and filmed at the end of July, and then we went back the weekend before that episode aired in October. So, so Steve told us, you know, Steve told us a lot about the behind the scenes and how they actually filmed the episodes and all that kind of stuff. Which, I mean, it is what it is. It's television, but uh, the fact that, you know, I I don't remember if I picked up on that when I watched it, uh, where like the because because we were probably focusing more on like shit that happened to them, not what happened to somebody else telling them. But I I went back and rewatched that episode, like two days ago. Just, sure just to see and they they were talking about that I'm like holy crap because guess who said can you come closer with us it was the owner of the place he he was it because we were sitting in the main hall in a circle except for one person uh, a co-worker of mine sat in a chair a little ways away he was he was the skeptic of the group the big skeptic this 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 stuff isn't real he heard sure. the he heard those footsteps, by the way, and it freaked him out enough that he moved from where he was and went and sat next to us, because uh, he freaked out because we all got quiet, and he thought that w- he was the only one that could hear it, and it and it freaked him out. <laughs> but nope. But just just f- I don't know what compelled me. We were we were going to do this session. And we were gonna have a recorder in in the room with us, put you know, around like placed right near us. And so I'm like, we want I want a couple. Of, we had like three other recorders, so I went to on on the top of the main stairs. I, I put one up there, you know that that way we have one upstairs. Then at near the bottom of the secondary stairs. That, because you have one stairway up and, and like in the back of that uh, upstairs, you have another back stairway. I put it there and then I'm like trying to find like, basically, I'm looking to box us in, right? You know, and I'm looking around and I just, you know, there's one room next to the breakfast room that we couldn't go into because the floor was literally sinking in. we So we, like, we so we can't go and investigate in that room. But right next to it is the breakfast room and I placed the recorder right there. In that doorway to that room that we can't go into. And, you know, w- when we got the footsteps, it is boot on hardwood floor walking across that room. Damn. And it reminded me a lot of the footsteps that we caught in, the, in the, your sister's bedroom at your house. Or old bedroom. Yeah. You know, uh, except for uh, whatever was in there was way more active it was uh it, nothing happened while we were in there. If you remember, like we were in there, for, yeah, no, we were in there for a little while trying to get something, and then we left. The moment me and you left and went to your room for you to tell me a story, it it, it lit up in there, and it was like something was breathing heavy, walking around. It said, it said your name, right? Eventually, yeah. But it was like it was like knocking and tapping like we asked it to do, and then like. There was even jiggling a jiggling the door handle. Jiggling the door handle. There was even like a, and then there was the step, 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 and it hit the recorder. And then finally, it it said my name. Brandon. Like, Ugh. and then what was it the the next time that we, you kind of like provoked it a little bit, just to see like if you could get something. And, yeah, I don't I don't remember but well, me Tell it away. Well, me and you decided to put place a recorder up there during our band practice, right? I do remember that. And uh just to see, and I remember there was a good chunk of that whole practice that was like it was like electronic interference on my recorder. Do you like do you remember
1: that? <laughs> like if you were getting a phone call. Yeah. And you had the amps around you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
0: it, it, like it was really weird. And then we took a break. Well, a- actually, right after we placed the damn thing, uh, we walked out of the room down the stairs because Tony had showed up. And we got the whisper, or the, Tony. Yeah. Ugh. And then we tried to recreate it. And we never really could get it to sound like that. Nope. Like if you said it, it picked it up, but it. But if you whispered it, it didn't sound like that, at all. And uh, then during during one of the breaks, there was a lot of noise, a lot of commotion. Tony was downstairs playing guitar, of course downstairs in the basement. So the, the, this is a second story, a lot of, a lot of floors, going. in. he's like, you know, doing this thing. And then you and your dad were watching football. Yep. And you can hear, like,
1: Al Michaels, he's coming down on the 27.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. I need a good friend, man. Well, I, I'm at the bottom of the stairs on the on, on the floor talking on the phone. So you can hear me talking. And through all of this commotion, you hear what sounds like Tony's voice saying, Come on, man. I need a good friend, man. And that is the one of the more creepy things I've ever picked up. You still have it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't send that shit to me.
1: (laughs) 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 Sorry. You could totally send it to me. I would love to go down memory lane with that shit. But, like, oh, man. My house was a hotbed. I still, I still, I don't, you know, I don't feel that same way, though, when I go there now. It's different. Yeah. I don't know if, if, if when we painted the house and, like, took all the old away from it, we cleansed the house or what, or. I really, I don't know. It just the, the it feels different now. Didn't your and I don't get the heebie jeebies. Didn't your dad go 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 in there and talk to it? He might have, yeah. I remember. I mean, if, if that's something you're remembering, it's pretty it's
0: pretty possible that could have happened. I remember you saying that saying that that at one point he actually had a heart to heart. And see, so, I think you're
1: right. And he was like, "Listen, you're not hurting us. We're not hurting you." Just leave it alone, we ain't messing with you, I think I do remember that, yeah, yeah,
0: because we never did we we only ever did the three things there, yep, we did the first one, which we already talked about, the second one, which was the band thing, and we did one other after that where uh rob's sister uh she 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 claimed to be like sensitive uh to to stuff, and she said she was feeling something very heavy in there. And in the
1: basement, which has been, yeah, uh, you know, that was a we had always talked about. There always was a weird energy in that basement. We were practicing in it. Well, so
0: uh, and that's another thing too is that uh, that that EMF that I said the, that other instance we actually went to a coworker's house, and she said that when she was doing laundry, she felt like she was being watched, like in the laundry room. She goes, "It just has a, such a weird vibe." Well, when her dad. Wired up the house years ago. That's where that uh, switchboard is, and uh, yeah, it's not it's not insulated very well. So the EMFs were off the chart in that room. That is the like you know that is the first time that we ever got EMFs like that, like going anywhere. Oh, you know we sure. it's one thing to get a few here and there it's like okay there's that there's this but uh, the instant we got that we were like this this is why because a high emf rating uh if you're around it those electromagnetic waves that that your body's picking up on you you can actually become physically uh affected by it to me yeah it it can fucking mess you up make your head hurt Mm Mm-hmm make you nauseous it can make you feel like uh, feel anxious it, it can make you feel like you're being watched uh make you yeah it it, it can do a lot of stuff and it, it the we i don't know we didn't catch anything while we were there uh which that that was a cool thing too because uh, again it kind of like kind of lends credence you know she was saying hey i want some help so we went and helped and we were able to give her some answers that that we're not like, Hey, this is not, you don't have some old ghost in here. That's trying to like, you know, peek down your bra every time you're trying to bend over to put stuff in the dryer. But you probably need to hire a, a, a
1: some sort of electrician to come <laughs> and fix this shit before your house catches.
0: Well, yeah, well, it was okay. It was just like, uh, that box is not very well insulated. So like, like essentially when, when that happens, like, it just you get higher range of EMFs. It's not, it's not so much the fact that there's a big fire danger, but yeah,
1: fair point. No man. Uh, so what else has been good with your vacation? <laughs> we you know
0: we, we just started there. We we're, we're thirty
1: minutes in. We've done a great job. Hey man, you know what? Um, it's been a
0: good show, man. It's good been it's good been good talking to you, and 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 we'll see you next time right here on Journey the Comics.
1: It's just like uh, episode sixteen, which I think was the ghost hunt episode. Was it? Well, um, well, well yeah.
0: In a way, a lot of that was just a kind of a rehash of that episode, but uh, because we did one where we like kind of like talked it up or whatever, talked about some stuff before, and then we did another one where we brought Matt on where he, where he actually talked a little bit. Uh, yep, I remember. And uh, I I want to say we that we might have played some stuff, maybe. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: But uh, or we added links that's like, hey, mm, go here,
1: click the link. It was something
0: like that. But no, man, uh, you know things have been going good here. Uh, you know, kids are doing good. Hell yeah! Uh, my youngest one is just like a barrel of joy right now. Like, Sweet. like he, the youngest one has never he he was a little a little unhappy for the first few weeks or first about first month ish. You know, he you know, that j- new baby jealousy. No, my. I said my youngest. Oh, sorry, my bad. My my youngest baby, firstborn. You son of a bitch, paying more attention to my older brother. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, man, no, no, no. Uh, there, there's never been. Uh, he hasn't acted jealous of him ever. Good. Ever. He he is so loving and adoring to his uh, younger brother, uh, but right now it's like any time I walk into the room my youngest will literally explode with happiness. Yes. Like he'll see me and smile so big and violent that he almost like falls down. Like, like, like you could be holding him and he like throws himself back. Cause he's like, ah, dad. <laughs> Amazing. It's cool. And it's, uh, I definitely miss this stage. Like I, you know, I love my oldest. He's awesome. Uh, but I miss this stage for sure.
1: Yeah, because it's special. It's it's the whole learning curve and everything's new and a first and mm-hmm. uh, new beginnings and you're you're in the honeymoon phase of the baby, you know. And you get to relive all the cool things that you know you maybe after Wyatt was born thought might not ever happen again. You don't fucking know what the fucking situation's gonna be or how it's gonna play out, man.
0: Well, yeah, sure. Well, and also since since we're not like first-time parents and like everything is like oh my god is is it gonna be okay and you, you know, you're always freaking out th- th- this, this time around has been so much more smooth you're like
1: guys oh, fucking cool adds character it's like a guitar
0: just like joe thrasher man Whoa. Oh my god! Did wow. you hear that?
1: She's pissed that I am in her room now because <laughs> she can't be in here sleeping and licking her asshole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when we spent the night, dude. A few, me and Buckles were out like chilling in the living room. We just woke up and she walked in and looked at us and just went, "Ah!" <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> oh dude uh, there's a stand up comedian I, I, I'm i having trouble remembering remember who it was but he's talking about like you know dating all, you know being on the dating scene and like he's like he's like trying to talk to chicks picking up chicks like it's like they always got cats you know they always got like two cats one of them is a kitten they just rescued like three days ago you know it's like I put some milk out Wednesday and they, and they came back the next day you know and they always got this old cat you know it's like it's like it's like it's like 25 years old like hello, hello. It's got like IV and a eye patch and a walker, you know? <laughs> <It's> so-
1: <laughs> That's real, bro. That is fucking real. Th- that comedian described my life, man. <laughs> Jesus. Do you remember seeing the craziest shit when you were at my house? Okay, tell me you don't remember this. Oh, man, this is so great. So I had brought the kittens in. And you were on the phone no! with kids, yeah.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and the kittens, they are—they're um, a little skittish, and and humans are like every. Oh my god, that was like in my ear. She's so loud. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> she's not gonna let me get the story out. I'm so mad. <laughs> She's like, you fucker, you telling stories, god damn it. <laughs> anyway, anyways, so I had let the kittens in, and you were on the phone, and you were walking around the house, but I was back there by myself, and you you were walking back there. I might have walked through you. I don't fucking remember. I, I, You know, whatever. So I opened the door, and they were in there, and they were cool for a minute, and then when you walked back there, you became a predator to them, not like, oh, that's just Nate's friend. He's just a dude. He's not going to fuck me up. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, everything's cool. They were like, oh, my God, this thing is going to fucking murder me. And they climbed my screen door to the ceiling. Oh, my God, it
0: was crazy. <laughs> Dude, the cat tried to jump up on the ceiling. Like, yeah, get me out of here. And so the cat jumped up, ran up the screen, jumped, and ended up doing a backflip. And land it back down on the floor, and then try to run back up again, like ah, do a barrel roll. <laughs> it was so funny, dude.
1: It was crazy, and I was like, okay, you guys need to go outside. What the fuck? <laughs> you are not cool right now, man. Oh shit. No, uh, I'm just trying to stay. You know. Uh, the journey into comics network. This is a joke, obviously. So don't take this too seriously. Like, don't don't send people in concern because it's not that bad. But like, we, here at the network, we had a little bit of a scare. You know, one of us got the flu, and with uh, coronavirus going around, you're like, oh shit, man, we're all gonna die. And and uh, man, um, so yeah, that shit's fucking awful. Can I just say, like, I'm glad I'm not a really old person. Or a really weak uh uh what do you call that?
0: <laughs> meow. <laughs> she got me. She fucking got me. A really weak
1: <laughs> immune system. That's the word I was looking for. But like I, I'm glad that I'm not one of those things because if I was an old person or a weak immune person, coronavirus is some scary shit, bro. It really, it really is. And they're like quarantine and shit, and, like, 16 million in northern Italy are on lockdown. Mm -hmm. Like, they can't leave the country. Um, But then, and this is comic book-ish related and whatnot, they canceled Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. Well, Washington has, what, a couple deaths? Yeah, they have, like, five or six deaths now, and there are over 50 cases there.
0: Like... I mean, it's real. It's intense, man. Well, uh, you know, it, and I, and I definitely don't want to like take take anything away uh, from anybody who's definitely been been sick and unfortunately passed away, uh, because it, it definitely seems like this this thing is like easily spreadable, and and and, I, and, I, and it is. It, it's it's worse than the flu, but it is it's like, like
1: cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The fucking cream cheese flu. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Episode title. Episode title. <laughs> oh, that's funny as shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it is like a super flu, uh, and it doesn't matter if you've already got the flu. You could uh, you can get this thing, uh, but I mean, quite literally, you know, I I feel like the media is. Over freaking out about it. I do think it's a big deal. And we do need to like sterilize and, and practice good hygiene. Wash your hands and use hand sanitizer and, you know, avoid... health care for all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just... I feel like the media has put people into a frenzy. It's like people who... Somebody put on TikTok, them ordering... Uh, five hundred bottles of hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer will not kill coronavirus.
1: They're fucking dumb and have wasted so much money.
0: Oh my god, that's a terrible idea. Well, like according to what I've heard, you know, it it will be a good protectant. A good protectant, uh, a, a protectant sure. I a can buy that. A, a good deterrent. Um, it does kill human coronavirus. But this a human coronavirus. It's like a bat coronavirus. So it's, it's a little bit different. Still. The thing is, though, you don't need 500 bottles of it. And number two... Number two... That has caused price inflation to go through the roof. And... It, like, people are selling a single bottle of hand sanitizer for like $30 on Amazon. Shit. And then... Like you, you, like, you know, like the protective masks? Yeah, that, that probably won't do shit either. It doesn't, because it, it doesn't stop you from getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stop you from getting sick, you dumb fuck. This is to prevent you from coughing on other people. This is a courtesy. This is, oh no, I am sick. This is why other cultures like over in Asia do this. I'm a little sick. I've, I've got the sniffles. I've got some coughs. This way, in case I cough or sneeze and don't make it to my elbow in time as I smack my microphone, I, I, I'm i protecting other people.
1: I thought you were about to cut a Bane promo just then. Oh, <laughs> fuck. You're, you're, I haven't done that. You're all set up for the Bane, you know? Fuck, I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, But uh, no, man, it's crazy. They were actually even saying, I don't know if anybody heard this, but there's conversation right now. That depending on what the next month and a half holds for everybody,
0: will depend on if San Diego Comic Con is canceled. Right. Well, also I've also heard not just from our doofus president, but from actual people that like when as as it gets warmer, uh, the, the situation for the virus and stability will become less so because uh, colder environments are are what this virus thrives on. And it is starting to warm up a bit, but I do have a bane thing.
1: Oh, please bring it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm making myself laugh before I even do it. You have merely adopted the flu, Bruce. I was born in it. Moulded by it. I didn't see hand sanitizer till I was already a man. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's funny as shit. Oh dude, dude. It's like
0: ah <laughs> Coronavirus. Tools of the initiated. But we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? <laughs> oh damn it. Oh man. Oh fuck. No, dude, it really sucks because uh this is gonna like while I do feel like you know, people do need to be careful. People do need to be healthy. And people do need to look after themselves and after others. Um, and, and, like, especially if if you feel like you have any of these symptoms, just don't go to places, dude. Stay home. Try to get healthy. But the thing is, is that we also operate under a a workforce system that punishes you for not going to work, that punishes you for not being productive. Like, so... My work, which I'll rename nameless for this episode... It's not hard to figure out, folks. Go back in the archives. You can figure out where the hell I work. But where I work, if you miss any significant amount of time, you've got to apply for FMLA to cover that. The only issue is it doesn't cover flu.
1: (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you guys. I just wanted to call into work today because I've got the coronavirus. Um, You're going to cover
0: that, right? Because... If not, like, fuck you. That's what I would say. So right before my vacation, they put out a an informational thing that said if you are exhibiting coronavirus-type symptoms or flu-like symptoms to stay home, especially if you're feverish, and not come into work until your fever has reduced naturally, not just with fever reducers, you know? It's like, hey, what you're kind of supposed to do. And then, if you need to miss work, go you know, be sure to go through the proper channels. to FMLA. So, like, so they're gonna cover this. This Ooh, good guy corporation. They're, so, well, no, this was <clears throat> this was my question to uh, to someone on my team and, uh, and, and to someone who could possibly, you know, hopefully, uh, we didn't know. That was my question. I'm Like, oh, so if, if I, in fact, am feverish. You don't want me coming here and making your guys sick. Now, now now that there's a a worldwide virus that's freaking everybody out. But back in October, when I got the flu, thankfully it was over my over oh, it was over my uh my uh parental leave. Paternal leave for when I had my I friend. love how you
1: said luckily it shouldn't have been an issue at all, my friend, but that's not the issue on this podcast. Continue.
0: Well, no, like I, what I'm saying is, luckily, it was like I haven't got the flu in so long. It was both lucky and unlucky. It was unlucky because that time was supposed to be for for bonding with my new child and helping out and trying to get our new life set up to normal, right? Or a form of normal. Instead, sure. instead for the first three days, I had to keep my distance. Because... You're like, God damn it, I just want to give you snuggles, child! But here I am, rocking 102 temperature, and I couldn't. Oh, you know? that's got to be torture. You know, dude, it was. And and, and yeah, I, I was sick for about three weeks because it, it started off as influenza, then it turned into bronchitis. And it was like a three-week until <sighs> I felt normal again. I, and you know, my own podcast suffered for it. I was going to take <laughs> a break anyway. I had episodes lined up, but I was so drained after three weeks that I was like, all right. I'm going to take a few weeks off. I, I have episodes up and I'm going to go to every other week for my own, for, you know, for, you know, for Game Addicts podcast. And I'm like, all right, this is when I'm supposed to record a week. And I just said, no, like, I just, I'm not even back to normal. I have to go to work and work and I'm not feeling back to normal yet. Like I, I just felt exhausted. And, you know, for anybody who, has this stuff. Cause, 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 this stuff's going around. Tyler has it. That's why I'm here today. I'm, I'm helping out. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully he's doing better. Uh, I heard that he kind of was, but like, still dude, uh, like rest up because you need to be healthy, especially with this thing spreading, you know, you know, thankfully, like you said, you know, you and me were both, you know, younger, able-bodied men, uh, immune systems are pretty healthy, but I've got a, you know, I've got a four month old baby. You know, we, you know, like we don't need to be around that stuff. I don't need to be totally. I don't need to be around somebody else that I could possibly contract it. And you know, there are people who who have contracted this that who who get minorly sick.
1: You know that yeah, the, it's not even a big deal. They're they're like, oh, I only have these symptoms, and they're
0: like, oh, but you have it actually. Yeah, so like you should sure shouldn't <clears> be around <throat> people because you can still you know give it to them. And and apparently I heard this today. Apparently it's contagious even from a dead body. So. Fun yeah
1: what lovely we have here for you today
0: now like for, from all the information that I've gathered so far uh it is more uh contagious than like SARS and swine flu, but those were more deadly those yeah th- th- those had a higher death ratio so I'm hoping within the next few weeks and months we can just sort of like yeah the, the, this was a thing and now it's in the past. It's like gluten free Ebola a few years ago. <laughs> gluten free
1: Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, you know, it's just it's just the whole thing's crazy. Like they've talked about delaying the bond movie release because of this. Talked about delaying Black Widow and all this, you know. The thing about Tyler that was scary is, like, it's one thing if Tyler had just been doing his thing, working his job, and then he he texted me, hey, man, I got the fucking flu. He texted me, like, three days after we were just at C2E2 where there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people and a literal coronavirus warning. Like, hey. You get fucking sick. Wash your goddamn hands and don't touch your asshole. You know, like, (laughs) knock it off. (laughs) You know, like,
0: (laughs) there are children present, goddammit. That's not what they said. I mean, you know, close enough, though, right?
1: Yeah, man. It's it's fucking, it's scarifying. Anyways... So, you've been playing games, though, you said, while you are off. And I know this isn't Game Addicts podcast, but
0: in brief, what are some of the games you've been playing lately? Well, uh, when I got the new HDTV, or HDTV, my my new 4K TV back in November, uh, you know, I eventually, over Christmas, got an Xbox One X. So, one of the first games I wanted to see with that sucker was Red Dead Redemption 2. Which is literally one of the best-looking games I have ever seen on a console, bar none. Oh hell yeah, man! Oh dude, like, <laughs> like I got the I got the Xbox One version before, not not for that, but because I I have the original one as well as the physical DLC uh, for Red Dead Redemption One on the on the 360. So I I kept that series just like hey okay, that's gonna live over on Xbox. So I played through Red Dead Redemption Two. I started playing through Red Dead Redemption One simply because the story goes Red Dead Redemption Two, Red Dead Redemption One. So I started playing that a little bit. I started playing. Um, I got I bought Final Fantasy VII again on Steam, and a new mod uh, a new mod uh, thing came out for it. It's, it's like a mod house or a mod station, if you will.
1: Interesting. If that makes
0: any sense. It's, it's basically like a... Um, it's like a program you... like. It's like a mod launcher. Uh, it, it's called 7th Heaven 2.0. And you can download and order your mods on that thing and then launch the game through that with all your mods. And uh, the mods I have so far are upscaling to the background graphics. Like the the already pre-rendered art in the background. Uh, which, when you play FF Seven on the on, on the original PC version that's out now, or the PS Four, Xbox One, and Switch, those background graphics look blurry because they just up-res them. They didn't actually take the time to run it through a program to uh, render it out properly. Uh, sure, it is specifically sure. noticeable on the Final Fantasy Eight and Nine remasters. Holy crap, those are bad! Like. They're playable, but I don't remember them looking like that. They're way too fuzzy, and and, and those, especially FF nine, mm-hmm. the sheer quality of the background art, the pre rendered background art looks so awesome on the original version because they went into such detail that the newer version of it they they've uprezed the character models and those look really nice, but the background art suffers because it's fuzzy. So I don't like it. And trash. It's trash. So the uh, on uh, the FF seven was noticeable, but. Not as bad as those. This mod makes it to where it's crisp as shit, and it looks awesome. One other mod that I found was a character was character model mods, which replaces the character models. One of them is really freaking cool. Uh, I'll try to send you. A makes picture. everybody macho man, Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dude! I wish. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh yeah,
1: feel the madness. But anyways, near you near the the
0: one-winged angel, brother. <laughs> so this mod replaces the uh, so I have a battle mod which makes them look uh, higher res and and it looks, sure. looks looks like it almost looks like a cel-shaded character art, right? But the same Ooh, art That's kind of dope. But the same artist went through because you can get those same character models for the field, they look really weird. They look almost too big and too perfect for that for those screens for yo know, for the field. I found this sucker and this is what prompted me to to actually get it. I sent you a picture and it's it's a chibi model art which keeps the actual uh model sizes of the characters, but instead of be- them being pure blocks, that's what it looks like.
1: Dude, that looks badass. And it's like if uh, it, it's almost like if um they made the game in
0: Professor Layton style, kind of like that. But also, what what that really reminds me of is a really high quality version of the sprites from like FF three or FF six. Uh, okay, yeah. Because if you look at those, they look a little similar to that. Like the little characters, they all like they all look little like chibi, uh, you know, chibi, uh, p- you, know, you know, pixel characters. And that looks like a higher res version of that. And so I got a couple other mods I got running on there too, just to try you know try out some stuff and. I've dabbled with it. I haven't actually gotten too far into it. I actually do want to do a playthrough of it with those mods just to do a full playthrough of it. Because um all throughout my vacation, there was a Square Enix Steam sale and FF seven was six dollars. Damn, they stole your heart and soul. <clears throat> well, I mean I mean, I couldn't say no to that. Like I've already I, I already Such have a my, good deal. I already have my physical copy of the game. I got my I got my PSN copy of the game. I've got my PS4 copy of the game. You know, like I've got I've got ways to play it. But the, this one, I, when I saw that picture on Reddit, I was just like, "Wow!" And then they're like, "Yeah, the new uh, if anybody who's, who, who, who's interested, the new Seventh Heaven mod thing will release on the original release date for the FF Seven remake, and uh, that's going to be a lot better and, and a lot more user friendly." Which I'm like, "Hey." You know, playing games on a computer is something I don't like because sometimes they're not user friendly. Uh, you've got to tinker, you've got to go into there, you got to mess with stuff. Especially if you're going to do mod stuff, like that's something that would normally deter me. You know, like I, you know, it's cool, but I don't want to mess with it because it's way too much work to go through folders and put stuff where it needs to go. Instead, I put it into this this mod launcher, and it puts it automatically where it needs to go. And it and it communicates with the Steam version of the game and does it all fluidly. And the only thing I got to figure out is how to work that mod launcher and some of the control schemes. That way, I, that way, I, I can use the controller and not the damn keyboard because the default controls were the number pad, not the whole keyboard. Oh my god! Arrows on the number pad. The plus button was the was the OK button. The zero button was the cancel. The minus button was the menu button. It was so weird. But you could literally play the game, the entire game, with one hand. (laughs) I'm like, how do I do anything? I'm like, I'm hitting all these buttons. I'm like, I can't even hit yes to new game to get in there to adjust my configuration. (laughs) That makes me think of, um, maybe we should save this for a... uh...
1: A story for a podcast we're going to be doing later, but uh, I don't care. I'm going to tell it now. Talking about having trouble being able to push the right button with the game configuration. I remember one day I was working at GameStop. This guy comes in super pissed off. He's screaming at Sarah because she was my boss at the time. This fucking game doesn't fucking work. I can't get it to fucking do anything, man. (laughs) And she's like looked at me. And she's like, hey, can you fucking handle this guy? And I was like, okay, sure. So I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, it's a fucking game. doesn't fucking work. I can't fucking do anything. I put the game in. It starts up. I hit X, and nothing happens, man. It kicks me back. And I'm like, okay, what's the game? Throws it on the counter. And I immediately laugh in his face because... It's Metal Gear Solid 3, and it's a motherfucking circle-based button that you have to push in order to go through the menus. You dumb shit. So I'm like, the game's not broken, bro. Read. Read, bro. It's a circle. Circle is what you push. Here, I put it in our game system that we test with. I start it right up, hit the circle button, first cutscene loaded. I shut the game off immediately. I said, take that shit home, dude. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I gotta figure it out though. Uh interestingly enough, I, I figured this out, that mod launcher. You can select which uh which control p- profile you want to load with. And it has a, has a bunch to pick from and, and, and I happen to pick one and <laughs> I'm playing I'm playing with my trusty uh with my trusty Xbox One uh, controller, which is weird because the controller mod uh, it uses the stick instead of the D-pad, which I actually don't like. I would prefer to just move them around with the D-pad because, Interesting. Like, well, because up is up and left. And So, like when you press up and left, sometimes it doesn't want to move it right. He's he's like he's a kind of wonky. Right? But but yeah. then you you have to go through the menus with this. So if you press down, it'll go down twice because it's like it registers as double hit. But what's really weird is that you know they, this is an Xbox controller. And that same thing with FF7, the original, circle button is, is the confirm, which on this is the B button, which is always the back button.
1: <laughs> That's very <laughs> confusing. <laughs> it's fucking me up, man. I don't understand it. Now I've been playing this shit out of, uh, out of Jedi Fallen Order. This guy that I'm friends with, he's like the coolest dude. He gifted me uh, a copy of it digitally. Yeah. And that was you. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And, uh, dude, thank you. It's been so much fun to play. I'm almost completely through the game 100%. I had to, you know, once I beat the game, I went back through and was like, okay, I'm going to go to every planet, scour every fucking corner, look for every little thing that I didn't find, complete all the shit. And I've slowly been, like, unlocking all the, you know, achievements and whatnot. So now I've only got like three battling based achievements left, and I complete the game, dude. I'm I'm completely. I just loved it. I dove right in.
0: Well, that's awesome. <clears throat> you know, uh, I already bought the game on the PS4, uh, like November. It wasn't. It wasn't a planned buy per se. Oh, actually, no. I got it in December. I got it around Christmas time, uh, or like when I got my bonus for Christmas. Because I, I was I was already I was gonna I bought my TV and uh, and whatnot and I was looking at getting a few other things uh, there you know there's really cool vinyl set out that I wanted and then um, I'm like you know what I, w- I really want to play uh, Fallen Order and Death Stranding and I actually I actually didn't buy Death Stranding I still haven't bought it yet I still want to but uh, when I as I said uh, after Christmas I went and bought that Xbox One X because it was on sale and it came with a free copy code of Fallen Order, which I don't need, and have no plans to redeem it. And I'm like, I've already got the game physically. I don't need this one. And so I, I started hitting people up and said, hey, man, you need you need GF Fallen Order? And then you were the first one that went, yeah, I actually want to play that. I went, all right, dude, we'll work something out. Hell yeah.
1: Things were worked down. It was lovely. Splendid. Yeah. Game's awesome. I beat it. I'm happy with it. It's hard, but fun. Yeah. I want a sequel. Uh, It's coming from what I understand. I mean, there are a couple complaints I have, minor complaints. Like, okay, you go to Bogano. It's the first place you go to. You see this big-ass dragon motherfucker, the creature, the binog or whatever. And you're like, oh, man, I get to fight that at the end of this game. That's going to be the titties. And then you can't fight it or get anywhere near it. And I'm just like, really? You put a mythical creature in the game. A second mythical creature, because you also got the fucking bird motherfucker from Kashyyyk. <laughs> you put a second creature in the game and I want to fight something big that's a creature. I don't want, you know, like the the Ognos or whatever the fuck objobs or whatever the fucking guys <laughs> are that... <laughs> You know, like, they're fucking annoying and whatnot and everything, but, like, I want a real challenge, like Shadow of the Colossus style, you know, where, like, you have to be mindful of how you play it and whatnot. So that was a slight bummer. Another slight bummer is, like, you're like, oh, I'm on a – I'm just going to use Baganu as another – it's a great place to use this. But, like, you're like, oh, look, right there is a ledge. And I'm a fucking Jedi. I can make that jump. No, you can't. Not even close. Not even fucking close. And I'm like, dude, Obi-Wan could have leaped that in a single bound like Superman. I don't understand. It's only like a, it's like an eight-foot jump. I could make that fucking jump if I tried hard enough. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe lost a little bit of the weight, you know, just to keep it real. But, like, I might break my ankle, but I'm going to clear the jump, you know? So those are like my minor complaints. Like they made it like, sure, Cal is great and you you really build him up to be very powerful. He has all these amazing abilities that's like, you know, is very force sensitive and whatnot. But the few short-sightedness of it that he's not as fully athletic as I think they make Jedi out to be was a little bit of a letdown. You can't fight the Bynog, a little bit of a letdown. But other than that, story, awesome. Gameplay, awesome. Graphics. Awesome. Glitches. Hilarious. (laughs) I had one of the most hilarious glitches I was playing and I was fighting my first. It was the first time you get attacked by a bounty hunter. okay? And he hit me through the rocks and I fell under the game. And then I was just under the game in this like red world. Under the game, I'm just going to keep saying under the game because it's important to the story right now where I'm telling you it from because I'm like looking up at the under part of the map going, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> and then the only time it did this on the screen, it read reawakened. And I was like, what? It didn't say respond. It says reawakened. And then it cut scene me to the waking up after you first get attacked by the bounty hunter. And I was like, what hippy dippy fucking magic mushroom trip did I just experience? <laughs> like, what the hell?
0: Oh, dude. Uh, off topic, just a tad. So, sure. I didn't buy the wrestling game this year and, and I have no plans to buy it on discount because it is broken mess. Uh, 2K20, WWE 2K20. Holy crap. It's oh, the, yeah. It's the first game that Ux has not made in over 20 years or whatever. And it, this is just visual concepts or whatever, like the team from 2K doing it all by themselves and it's it's bad it's it's so bad but i was watching this video on youtube and they were like showcasing how far the series has had come from 15 because when they that's when they started all over from scratch uh to to rebuild a new code with old code put in but like you went because if you went from 2k14 which was the last game under th well the first game with 2K that they took over, but it was still like had the THQ feel, like the the SmackDown versus Raw or, or the WWE 12, 13. It would have been WWE 14 for all things considered, but 15 they started up a whole new feel and they worked it up each year. You know, each year, each year got better, got better, got better, got it got to 19. Now Ux is out, so I saw a glitch from 15, and it's such a small glitch, but it I I about fell out of my chair laughing so hard from because 15 or 20. This is from 15. 20 has its okay. own you know <laughs> ref Humpin Charlotte. You've seen that? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there was one where I guess then and, and this is from 20 where Alexa Bliss comes out and she's got her, you know, she's got a certain outfit. But if you modify the pigtail outfit where like you'd use another outfit with it. Then her hair gets like Medusa. She goes Medusa. So, but but this but this glitch from from 15. Oh my gosh! You know when Shawn Michaels does the little run and he does the elbow, the flying elbow, and then and then they both fall yeah. down, and then he does the kip up. Yeah. Well, 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 he kicks up, and keeps going, lands on his knees, and face plants on the. <laughs> 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 I'm
1: just imagining <laughs> him really doing that. Oh he overcorrects. Oh fuck! That's too good.
0: Oh. oh man. Yeah, dude. Glitches are fun. Uh, they can be frustrating. Uh, I was playing uh, Red Dead One, and I, and I got a glitch. The uh, and it was funny because it, it was a mission early on where you've got to like, you know. You, like, you're helping the snake oil, so, like, like salesman. So, you gotta, you take some of that snake oil. Like, I can shoot real good, pow! Like, oh, yeah? How about you shoot my hat out of the sky, you so good. Pow. Hey, no one puts a hole in my hat and gets away with it. <laughs> Get back here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, uh, so he goes to shoot you. The thing is, for the whole cutscene, his gun is already levitating in the air where he's going to have it where he goes to shoot you. It's already there. So he pulls another (laughs) gun. The whole cutscene, the gun's just floating there. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: You got a Harry Potter gun. Something like that.
0: Wingardium Leviosa. Leviosa.
1: Yeah, wow, we know our Harry Potter spell, sort of. That's like the only one I think I know. Expelliarmus. That's the other one I know. Crucio. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Brando. No, I don't know much nothing else, man. The comic world's kind of slow right now. Everything's gearing up for the summer, you know. Black Widow is coming soon. You know, I will say, nerdy wise, and this is something we haven't really super covered, but I want to get your hot take on it because I feel like you're going to have one. You've heard about the Transformer series,
0: the new one on
1: Netflix. No, no what? No. What? There's no, a there's an
0: animated one coming to Netflix. So that's Oh that, no,
1: no, no, no. Okay. Sure, that's cool. Animated one. I didn't know anything <laughs> about that. No, I'm actually talking about the movie properties and what their plan is.
0: Oh um I don't know what the plan is right now. I know that they did the reboot thing with Bumblebee and it did pretty well. It did pretty well and
1: they even though it did pretty well, they've already decided they're gonna shift gears again but they eh. want to relaunch. haha, uh-huh, see what I did there. Uh, they want. I didn't even catch that. You got that for <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that, did you, motherfucker? Uh, I didn't even know I got my stuff. Anyways, so, um, dude, they're doing... Uh, allegedly, they're going to do a, a story based on Beast Wars.
0: Dude, that'd be badass.
1: And, like... Visually speaking, the concepts, man, if they did it right, if they try to keep it kind of true to the look of that show, not like the look, I don't mean the shitty early CGI, but I mean the the character renders, you know, how they are... Actually make Cheetor, Cheetor, and Optimus look at Rat Trap and everybody look how they look. Because there were some really cool, I mean, fuck, dude. That's how one of our earliest friendships started was through fucking Beast Wars Transformers. Motherfucking Scorponox, man. One of my favorites of all time and shit and stuff like that. But like, uh, what are your thoughts, man? Finding out that they could be doing a Beast Wars movie. I mean,
0: I, 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 I'm kind of in bafflement. I'm all on board, dude. Uh, I have been out of the loop on Transformers for quite some time. Same. Uh, I don't. I haven't watched a single one after the third one, which I think they did two, didn't they? They did two with, 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 with Wahlberg, right?
1: The last dude. The last one I remember seeing was Revenge of the
0: Fallen, I think, or whatever what it was called. Okay, so that's the second one because you had the first one, sure. Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon. <clears> I think is what it's called. I saw Dark of the Moon in theaters and I fucking hated it. I thought it was horse shit. Okay, so I actually thought it was better than the second one cuz I saw the Fair. second one, I saw the second one in theaters and couldn't stand it. The third one was it, it was pretty decent. Leonard Nimoy's in it, so that gets uh, you know some points there. Uh but I I think it's partially because of Shia Poof. Is why I don't like those movies. Like the first one's actually a good freaking movie. But I just feel like they went too far and in, in this two and three into a certain how wacky and zany his character is. Yeah, but do it. <laughs> was it uh, four and five? I uh, I can't remember like one Like was it? I say I'm having trouble remembering the names because because uh, I almost said Age of Extinction and I'm like wait is, like is that Resident Evil series? I can't remember. No, there was an Age of Extinction, and then there was Last Night, right? The Last Night, yeah, yeah. So like, you had two Wahlberg ones, and then you had Bumblebee, and which was that the that, that had John Cena. I didn't uh, see him. I didn't see him either, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it never gets old. Oh fuck. <laughs> but you know, like like it was sort of like a reboot type thing where it just focused on the Bumblebee character. It, it almost kind of redid some of the same stuff, but it re it retold the like retold his origin story or whatever. And from what I understand, it did pretty well at the box office, you know. Cena's doing pretty good for himself and getting himself attached to these projects that are going to kind of launch him into his next level of his career.
1: As he tanks in the wrestling world. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's hard to tank when you're not there. Well, I mean, that's fair and all, but I don't know if you keep up with the product or anything, not to journey into Wrestling Tangent City, but like... They had a great storyline with Bray versus Cena with the title involved. Taking the title away from Bray to put it on Goldberg is a corporate move from Fox, and whoever the fuck owns WWE now is a shit move. I think it's a terrible, bad-for-business decision. Because Goldberg versus Reigns didn't need a title either.
0: See, like the only difference that I would have done with that program is that I would have done Cena versus Bray for the title, and I would have had Cena win at WrestleMania. Yes, and make a moment
1: where he fucking becomes the first ever seventeen time champ. It yeah. has a story, and Bray is chasing the demon that John Cena beat him at
0: WrestleMania thirty one or whatever it was. Well, there's that, or uh, yeah, it was like WrestleMania thirty, uh, and then you you have Cena beat him again. But of course, Cena's not going to stick around for a long term. So you could actually have Bray beat him back for it eventually, and you True. know close up the storyline. That's what I would have done. That's not what they decided to do. Uh, here's the thing. Over, over the last couple of years, I've tried to divorce myself from getting upset with pro wrestling. Uh, sure. Simply because <clears throat> I can play this, I would do this, I would do that all the time. Not just with that company, but with other stuff and other companies as well, it, it, Like as I keep up with stuff. So I have decided uh, as a fan to try and sit back and just even though I keep up with stuff and read of stuff that happens online, you know, try to avoid super spoiler stuff and try to enjoy it, uh, just as a fan and, and, and not like try to be super critiqueful because the thing is, even though I can see where this story is probably going to go with Goldberg being champ, it, it, it's pretty self-explanatory, especially with the first uh, Smackdown they did where they pretty much essentially locked it into view. Uh, I try not to let one thing affect me too much because I was, I was on that. I was on the outside thing watching everybody freak out. And I'm like, and everyone's like, Oh my God, this sucks. Hashtag cancel WWE network. And I, and here's the thing here, here, here was my response to that. They got you. Because they've made you emotional about it. They got your attention. Didn't they? They sure as hell got Mm. your attention. And right now you're angry and you're thinking about canceling that network. But then in the back of your mind, you're going, Oh shit. They're like, but they're going to put drew over, you know, drew McIntyre. Yep. Like, so like, how's that fair for me to cancel the network and not watch because I'm mad about, you know, Bray Wyatt when he had a four, four month run. It and it was awesome for pretty much the whole time. You got to remember when they could have put the belt on Bray, they ended the hell in a cell in a no fucking contest. Oh, yeah, totally ridiculous. But then they turn around and they put the <clears throat> belt
1: on him. So it's like... Uh, I think it's also weird that he won and lost the belt in Saudi Arabia.
0: That's, yeah, yeah, that's actually an, an, an interesting take there. But I don't think it's that it hurts Bray whatsoever because, they, because he's still a top merchandise seller. So, I mean, it, right now you pivot. And then after Mania, you'll do something else with him because he's a character that... They're not gonna like you know squash him away until until it's ready to squash him away because that's what they do eventually to everybody.
1: You right though. So here's my here's my uh, Nate books, the Goldberg Reigns match is what I want to see happen. This is to completely satire. Don't take this seriously. The events that are about to be explained in this may are probably not at all what's going to happen, but if it does, I'll laugh my ass off. So, Goldberg comes down to the ring. Reigns comes down to the ring. They're standing corner to corner. They get announced in. Reigns turns to, like, you know, put his, like, fucking... He's got that big-ass chain that he's wearing now. He goes to put that, like, on the fucking corner post or whatever. And, obviously, Goldberg's already queued up for the spear, you know. He's ready for the spear to hit him with the spear. And Reigns, because it's Reigns, he's scouted this. He's like, obviously, Goldberg's going to try to end this fast because he's old as fuck. So, Reigns puts the chain down, and spin pivots into a spear. They spear each other and knock <laughs> each other completely unconscious, and there's a 10 count, and nobody wins, and then everybody wins. It would
0: be amazing. The thing is, though, is that it was so clear to me because I remember I was talking to a coworker. Now, he was pissed, too, uh, and, and and I'm just like, and, and, and that's where I'm like, they got you, man. You're mad. Here's the thing: They're working you. They worked you, because they're because they were like, "There's no way they're gonna have, have I, I, there's no way they're gonna have Goldberg win." And then Goldberg winch. and you, then you're pulling your hair out. And I, I don't know about you, hey, but I ain't got enough up there to pull out. That's why I stopped. You don't worry too much, <laughs> and you know. And so you know, the, here's what they were probably afraid of, because because uh, because from what I understand, they they could have gone like in one of two directions: uh, Roman and Bray. Or, or Senior and Bray or like a combination. Somebody's going to face Goldberg. Somebody's going to face Bray. They knew that. Sure. Right. So sure. what they didn't want to happen was like, because they want to put the belt back on Roman. They've had it off of him for a long time. I will give them that, you know, they tried to force Roman down the, down the fans throats for a long time. The thing is the fans loved Roman until they found yeah. out that he was the anointed one from CM Punk and like, like in a podcast and then they wanted Daniel Bryan. And then they're like, well, no, Daniel was last year. And the thing is, is that we're still worried about him as far as getting hurt. So we don't want to put him right back in the main title picture. Turns out that was a pretty smart fucking move because right after he came back, he got hurt again and was out for even longer. And it was a yeah. miracle he even came back this time. So, you know, the, the fans were like, no, we don't want Roman. Like, but you cheered the hell out of him when he was against him and Batista in that rumble, didn't you? Yes, you did. Everybody did, because they don't. Because but then Batista won, and people were angry about that. And it's like, wow, there's a fucking uh like a pattern here. The thing is, is that if they had Roman go over Bray at Mania, the whole place would have booed him out of the building, and they don't want that. They want people to mm-hmm. cheer Roman. There's nothing wrong with Roman. He's a good worker against the right person. He's a he's a hardworking kid. He has a good attitude. He's a locker room leader. There's nothing wrong with this kid. The only thing wrong with him is that his mic skills are a little, but whatever, oh, wow. you know, like 15 years ago, this dude would have been a major star and people would have been like, he's a badass. Uh, and then it would have been it, but they didn't want people to boo him because they know people love Bray, and though, but, but people got to remember people love Bray because of what he's doing is, is interesting and it's cool. He's the heel. He's supposed to be the bad guy. And Rome is supposed to be the good guy. So people are supposed to cheer the good guy they don't want the good guy to get booed out of the building at WrestleMania. How's the best bad way for f- business? Bad for, yeah. You know, so what's the most guaranteed way to have the good guy get cheered at WrestleMania, screw the guy they all love beforehand and have the guy who's the part timer to come in and make some money, have him get booed out of the building at WrestleMania in his place, which is what's going to happen when everybody cheers Roman, when he beats Goldberg. So do you know what that means? <clears throat> It means that at one point in time
1: in Goldberg's career, his moment was, man, the last time I was ever at WrestleMania, I got booed out of the fucking building. Well, And then he righted that wrong, okay? He writes that wrong. He's been in a couple of WrestleManias since, obviously, uh, you know, since he's been in the good graces recently with the company. But now he could be booed out of the building again and his final moment
0: actually end being booed at WrestleMania and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy man what really rubbed me the wrong way and this might have been the start of my of my attitude about about the about wrestling fans brando's attitude era yeah because what was that WrestleMania 33 was sure. that 30 yeah with like Goldberg and Lesnar too right and it was like yep. a five-minute match, but it was like a boom, 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 you know? Yep. It was like a hard hit. Like, I actually re-watched, uh, re-watched that WrestleMania like maybe a year and a half ago, and I'm like, man, this was a good show. And that was a surprisingly good match for what little they did. Like, they yep. really hit it hard. But they booed Goldberg when he walked out that night. They were booing him. And, and when they were cheering him at, at Survivor Series, when it was like, holy crap, he came in here and won in like less than a minute and a half. That's crazy. And then he... But then he beat Owens, and people didn't want him to beat Owens. And that's because Vince felt like that the Owens-Jericho thing, while the friendship thing was good, that the match itself wasn't going to live up to par, and it kind of didn't. So maybe it was the right move. Maybe it wasn't. That's that's four years ago, whatever it is now. The thing is, though, the next night when Goldberg came out to kind of say is like, hey, guys, thanks. You know, I had a lot of fun. They were booing him. On Monday Night Raw. And he brought his kid out. His kid was there. And well, he actually fired back at the crowd. He goes, Will you guys let me have my moment here with my kid? You know? Yeah. Dude. Okay, so here's the thing those fans were angry and pissed off that they didn't get to see their Jericho versus Owens for the Universal title. Yep. When they're, when they're, when, whether or not you think their story needed that or because Jericho, he, you know, he stuck around for just a few months. He was supposed to be leaving. It's kind of hard for you to commit to putting a title on somebody when they're going to be leaving or they don't know if they're going to leave. They might stick around. It's like, I, I I completely understand the reasoning as to why like, well, you know what? If we put the title over here on, on Goldberg, and then we'll put it on, on Lesnar and then we'll have Lesnar put over, uh, you know uh, Roman eventually, right? You know to kind of get that win back, and then that then th- then the next year, because of the negative reaction, they put they called an audible that night and put Lesnar over at at, at Mania 34 because everybody in the crowd was like Roman's gonna win, yeah yeah boo boo hey volleyball volleyball, and then Le- Lesnar won and people were like wait what that was stupid like you were just here <laughs> complaining what the fuck dude like wrestling fans are so fucking fickle honestly that's part of what has kind of got me out of it is is like and honestly it's been the same thing with star wars uh it, i i i think f- fans are so fucking fickle that they if they think they can write a, a fucking good movie themselves they'll go off and write your own goddamn star wars movie if you think you're so fucking good at it because, you know what? There are things to like about the new movies. There's things to dislike about it. I, I've made my opinions clear. Everybody's got opinions, just like everybody's got assholes. But the thing is, when you go online, it's such a fucking toxic environment that I don't want to be a part of it. And it's just like... Yeah, man. It's like, just enjoy, dude. Sit back and enjoy some content. Whether Because you can sit here and you can argue all day about whether who they're booking, who they're putting the title on, what kind of movies they're making, who they're making a bit, like into a Mary Sue, uh, who they're doing a love story with. Dude... They're making content. You can like it or not. You know? It's like last year, Game of Thrones. Everybody loved Game of Thrones until that last season. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everything they did was wrong. And it was like, was it so? Or was it just not what you
1: wanted? Is it not the story you were going to tell? Because everybody had their expectation of how that was all going to wrap up. And it didn't go... At and all. it didn't go anyway where anybody thought it was gonna wrap up. And you know what? I thought Game of Thrones still ended beautifully. I thought it was a really cool story, you know, just like I'm happy with Star Wars. I think that people <clears throat> toxic fandom is our fault, Brando. Uh, yeah,'m gonna I'm gonna yeah. take uh... some responsibility and and let me and let me let me elaborate a little bit here. I think that and no offense to the people that do this uh, like we do, but podcasting gives people a voice and there are so many people trying to make their voice heard and a lot of times and i'm not trying to call any names out <clears throat> but a lot of times having the most controversial opinion gets you heard right and you see that in uh mainstream media and a lot of the political things that are going on in the world so you now have everybody in their goddamn mother has a podcast. Everybody in their goddamn mother has a cell phone, and everybody in their goddamn mother is trying to make a name. No <laughs> offense, I'm just gonna talk about everybody in their goddamn moms <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know? like, oh, man, that,
0: man, like man, somebody better call my mama. I'm about to wake like, somebody.
1: <laughs> Thank my mama. Who did that, Mister T? It is Hall of Fame speech. Oh, my gosh. If there <laughs> Every, anything, everything.
0: If there was anything in, in WWE history that you could rebook, that <laughs> <I mean>, be rebooking <laughs> Mr. T's Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> Between him and Hillbilly Jim that one year. Oh, like, man. Dude, uh, oh. there was... Uh, I, I listened to uh, an episode of uh, After the Bell with Corey Graves. It was an episode sure. that he had Kevin Nash and Scott Hall on. Sure. And Nash, Nash and, uh, and, and Corey were talking about how... Hillbilly Jim's speech. <laughs> and, and he was basically said that, you know, like he felt bad for Bill because everybody bailed <laughs> because not out of disrespect for Bill, but because Hillbilly went so long that, like, man, we got stuff to do tomorrow. And, and they said, there's, he, he said, Natch was at the bar and he looked across and he saw Corey and they kind of nodded at each other. And Corey just went, you know, whatever. And he's like, man, you know, it's a good thing that that building had a curfew. Cause he'll pillage him, but still be up there talking about whatever he was talking about. And I felt like, I remember when they did that to Mr. T where T was up there, like my mama, my mama raised a boy. My mama raised that boy. That turned into a man. And that man respected his mama every single day. And he went on and on and on. <laughs> and then Kane comes out. You're like, "What the hell's Kane doing here? And he's like, "I loved his mama too." <laughs> <laughs> it's a <true laughs> wrestling angle, bro. <laughs> but it was literally like in the theater when you have like the bad act, and they bring out that big hook, and they pull him off stage. That's what he did. And because there's Mr. T going, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Have a good night. Thank you." Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But back to the toxic fandom, man. You know, everybody and their goddamn mom has a podcast and a phone trying to make a name for themselves. So they're going to say shit. And a lot of times, unfortunately, what you find is somebody who has more followers or whatever will say controversial opinion A. They'll call character B, Mary Sue, A, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like, oh, that guy is popular for saying that? I'm going to fucking say that, man. And now I'm going to be, I'm, I probably won't be as popular as he is, but I'll, yeah, I'm going to try. Fuck yeah, man. You know, and you're like, God damn it. These fucking clowns, you know, they're screaming at the top of their lungs, but they're not saying anything. There's no substance there. You know, and I mean like, you know, I say it's our fault and I I say that in jest because I think that this show we have raved and ranted about shit that's not necessarily what we would do or we're happy with or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like we give a fair amount of praise when praise is due, even to movies that not everybody is saying are great or good, you know. So um, I just wish that people would let these different series, Star Wars and all these things, breathe. Let them be what they're going to be. You Mm -hmm. know? Like, right now, we haven't even seen the first new Batman movie that's Robert Pattinson's movie, okay? He's got a trilogy, apparently. But I want to, by the third one, be just as excited because the first and the second one were so special in this one specific way, and not have all the fans be like, yeah, but Zoe Kravitz's fucking Catwoman was dog shit, because somebody online said that, and there's no real substance to why they're saying she's dog shit. What if she does a f- phenomenal part in playing Selena Kyle? You know, it's just like it just baffles my
0: mind that that's you know the world we're unfortunately in. It's interesting <laughs> that it's interesting that you brought up that you brought up Robert Pattinson because I remember when he got announced that he was officially cast a lot of people were not excited about it just like Ben Affleck just like Michael Keaton Christian Bale just, just like Christian just like Heath Ledger it's like oh, there's a there's a running gag here isn't there you know like uh, there like, whoever the new batman is ain't nobody going to be happy about it until they see it because yeah. I, I love Michael Keaton batman i thought Christian Bale was awesome, aside the over effects, but that's that's not his fault. That, I thought well, that
1: had nothing to do with his acting.
0: No, I thought Ben Affleck did a pretty damn good job in the two movies, kind of two ish that that he got a chance to really try his you know try those pants on and be Bruce Wayne Batman. I think he did a pretty damn good job for the story they were trying to tell. Like I I bought him as that character. Yeah, I agree. He was was (laughs) was the best part of those movies. Well, actually, I'm 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 a big fan of Henry Cavill's of Superman. I think he's one of the best Superman they've had on the big screen. You know, going all going all the way back.
1: And I mean, I'm going to take back every unkind thing I've ever said about Ezra Miller because they did the thing, Brando years ago. I was always like, man, fuck them. They can't. You can't have fucking. Ezra Miller be fucking Barry Allen when Grant Gustin's Barry Allen, because Grant Gustin is fucking the Flash, you motherfuckers. Unless you make those worlds all the same world. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, I heard you, Nate. (laughs) Uh, And they got it all over my face, and I'm like, okay, you got me. I was wrong. Sorry. Ezra Miller is the shit, though. I really did enjoy him in Justice League as well.
0: Well, I mean, and he's a different take on the character. See, for me, like, it reminded me a lot of like, that uh, 1999 or 2000 era Justice League cartoon that came out where Flash was kind of like uh, the comedic relief you know, yeah. of, of the group. And that's what his character was, where he was kind of like the, always the running gag line. Like, I just remember him zooming all around the Batcave and just sitting in the car going, ooh. <laughs> that, that part got me. I, did, I, don't, I don't know why. And <laughs> that part got me where he's like zooming all around. He's so excited. You know, he can't contain himself. But... You know, like, as far as Robert Pattinson, like, all this stuff that we've seen, I'm kind of digging it, and and I want to see more. Totally. I I, want to see what they're going to do. The guy, I can't remember his name, Uh, the the actor's name, but the guy that got to play Gordon, the guy from Westworld. uh, Oh, uh, something right. Jeremy Wright? Jeremy, dude, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. Have you ever watched the first season of Westworld? No, uh, Westworld.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the fucking, uh, Anthony Hopkins show on uh, HBO with the robots yes. and the fucking, yes.
0: yeah, that show's fucked up. I haven't finished it yet, but yeah. Okay, so, cause I, cause I never finished season two. I kind of, like, fell out of it. Uh, not because it was bad, but because I felt like it wasn't hooking me like the first season did, and I kind of got into watching something else, and then we kind of got rid of HBO for a while. Uh. Sure. But, I mean, I do plan on going back to it at some point, but that, watching that show he was amazing not only him a lot lot of other people are amazing too but i really got into him into his character and into his acting i thought it was amazing and to when they announced him as gordon i went well that is a duh right there he he is a great choice for gordon and then when they're talking about zoe kravitz as as Kyle, you know what there's only been so many selena kyle's like, we, we, we really don't have, uh, like, and, and, and the ones in the big movies have been completely different characters. Way different iterations. You have
1: Anne Hathaway's Catwoman is more, in my opinion, a callback, just follow me here, a callback to Eartha Kit, kind of, in the 66 Batman style, but if you breathed that through the Arkham game series... Sure. Because it's yeah. not quite... She doesn't quite look like the Arkham Games thing. No. But she has that, like, it's not it's not full-blown cat suit. It's not 100% that she's meow cat woman. And it's not like this, like, super uh, femme fatale thing. It's more like, I'm a badass and I'll run you the fuck down. And I happen to have, like, pointy ears,
0: bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like No, dude, I thought she did great. And of course, then you have Michelle Pfeiffer playing a... Psycho bitch uh, version, of, like of the character, just where she's been like dead and then brought back, you know. By and then the I bike.
1: threw, I threw her into a garbage bag or into a garbage truck.
0: <laughs> Fucking um, Christopher Walken in Batman yeah. Returns. He's like, "Yeah, you hurt yourself on that skiing trip." <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like he pushed her out the damn building and he saw her fall and die. And then she walks into work the next day. He's like, What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, know? that's when a little bit of poop dribbles down your leg. A
0: little bit of Max Rec a little bit of Max Wreck shit.
1: Yeah. Just like, oh my God, what just transpired? How oop, is this just, real life? Oh, she
0: just pooped a little.
1: Speaking of uh, Jeremy Wright, they actually just—I uh, don't know if they released a picture or if he with his mustache, yeah, he showed yeah the mustache, and I haven't seen it yet, so I'm actually gonna pull it up live on the show and give you guys my um, my real time uh, reaction to what he looks like because I wanted to save this for the show. Okay, here we go. B- Batman Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, not Je- Jeremy. It's Jeffrey Wright. My fault. Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> this whole be time playing
0: Jim Gordon. This and whole time like the, our listeners have been like it's Jeffrey damn it
1: when are they gonna correct themselves I'm turning this fucking show off ah. you know what I dig it I dig it it looks um, yeah I'm about I'm about that life. Here's my thoughts okay let me break it down. His face is not as harsh as some of the Gordons we've had before, and I don't mean that meanly, but, like, there's just, like, a less... He looks kind of like a cute, chubby bear, not, (laughs) like, a scary Gordon. But, like, he does have a hat on, too, which kind of is deceptive. You can't get the full vibe. I want to wait and pass judgment upon his visual appearance of Jeffrey Wright's visual appearance. I want to make sure to say Jeffrey Wright's name about 3,000 times now. Jeffrey Wright's appearance in the new Batman movie. I want to wait till we see a picture of Still or whatever. And then I'm going to be jazzed. I will say the new Batmobile. Brando, did you see that
0: shit? I did, and I really liked it. It's like a fucking Bond car. Yeah, okay, you know, for from what we got in the last, dude, like 15 years of Batman's, where it's like literally a form of tank, you know? Uh, Like, to go back to an actual... It looks like a damn muscle car, you know? Yes. I'm digging it, dude. It's pretty cool.
1: Well, I mean, the 89 Batmobile holds such a special place in my heart. And then the animated series Batmobile. And those are just, like, cool, elongated, these big-nosed cars kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Would be a pain in the dick to drive if you really think about it. It would (laughs) not be fun. Not be fun at all. But, uh, man, I just think... Honestly, this has such a classic Batman vibe, like not, I can't even describe it. It's like not quite how the like third or fourth Batmobile looked, the old school one that was like just mostly a black sedan, but it's like if they would have stuck with that concept in the era of the muscle car and made Batman more like a fucking, I ride Harley Davidsons at night, you motherfucks, you know, yeah, like, right. <laughs> that oh, yeah. kind of thing. The- uh, but all in all, man, I'm really hyped up for this movie. I'm really hopeful that we see a trailer soon. We're going to get this movie, like, early next year. You know, the time is marching closer and closer to that point, and I can't fucking wait. And, you know... Uh, This is, I think, a cool new first step for DC. I'm excited to see what
0: happens. You know, same here. And and I'll just reiterate, I think what I said the last time I was on the damn show, back in August or whatever, uh, don't worry so much about making a goddamn universe. Just make some good movies, man. Just make some good movies.
1: And I think, well, let me say this. If you're going to make a good universe, I think it's very important that if you're quote-unquote going to make a good universe... Make it just the Batman universe for now. Build all those rogues. I want to see a universe where we go to Arkham in a scene and see 15 different fucking rogues that he has put away and his final battle is against fucking Hush. And it's this epic fucking momentous story that involves everybody at hand. That would be epic. And then, sure, at the end of that, when all of that is done... Fucking kind of like how you always wanted to have fucking at the end of uh, Dark Knight Rises, Superman just shows up. Do that. But mm-hmm. in this universe. And then that's where the tide really can turn.
0: Well, you know, and uh, like like what they did, they did that standalone Joker movie, you know, and, and it did very well. And it, you know, and it won Walking Phoenix an Oscar or whatever. Have you seen cool. it? I have not seen it yet. Fucking uh, watch it, dude. I've heard I mean, nothing but good things. It's, listen,
1: it's not what you're going to be expecting to watch at all, okay? I'll say that. Uh, It isn't as violent as I think all of the hype going into that movie leads you to believe. While it is a very violent movie, and there are some extraordinarily dark moments, there is also so many very microscopically brilliantly small woven-in-time things that make it end up still being an actual in the Batman universe story. And that's what I loved about it. Is it was so far removed, but in such a beautiful way they just cleverly nod, like, Yes, this is what you're actually seeing. Yes, this is a take on this character and maybe where he's coming from, maybe this character doesn't exist. And that's the kind of the you know, where they hinge it on. So if you if you haven't I do I've said it a couple times on the show to other people and talking to Tyler and whatnot
0: but like definitely give it a shot well I mean uh, that is definitely in in the plan to do so I just haven't gotten to it yet the sure well b- to add on what I was saying though is that like when you look at comic books and you have events or you have certain uh an author gets like hey we, we signed Frank Miller and he in and, and, and you know he did the Dark Knight Returns and there was that book now that book is it eventually the Millerverse now exists where it's his own version of everything. Right. You know, it's like, but for that, for those 12 issues or whatever, he got to tell his story the way that he wanted to tell it with his version of Batman, with his version of Superman. And he got to do his own thing. You know, DC wouldn't hovering over him telling him what to do with the, he, he got to do his thing. Just like when we got to see, um, um, do, 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 uh, the, uh, the Joker one. Um, Suicide Squad? No, no, not Suicide Squad. No, no, the book. Um, Ark of Asylum? The one, no, the one where he, the one where he shoots Barbara Gordon. Oh, Death in the Family. Yeah. Uh, well, no, uh, that's 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 no, Jason no, Todd. No. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah So I mean, there's Death in the Family with with Jason Todd. This one was Killing uh, Joke. God, Killing damn it. Joke. I don't know why I couldn't Fuck. think of the Killing Joke. But like, I know the killing I was joke. struggling. So like, how cool would it be to see a Killing Joke movie? an adaptation Uh, uh, of course it wouldn't be a one-to-one it would be a movie a, a thing but like what if it wasn't like you could bring in different actors to play these versions of characters that this director and this writer has put together and i just think i would be more interested interested in seeing something like that done because it it's to me that's so true, like into comic books, because you got different versions. You have your one line, your main line Batman stories, you know, you know, starting from Batman number one all the way to Batman this one, until we got to the until we restarted the numbers, and then we restarted them again, and then we got the new fifty two, and then we ended that run, and then we, <laughs> you know, it gets confusing. But like now we're the main... old fifty three, yeah, exactly. But but along those lines, it, you know, it's like what, uh, reading um, uh, Doomsday Clock. You know, it's like how cool was that? Where it was its own self-contained story with these characters. And what if there was a movie that just was that? And it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe there doesn't have to be any one single Batman or one single Flash. There could be different actors. Maybe, maybe even you kind of do uh, where you get the same actor playing the character, but it's not an addition to making a full world it's like it's not he's playing batman again but now he's over here and he's doing this so then it allows that actor to maybe pull something else out of this character that he didn't see before because when you're an actor and you're playing a character it's like what more can i bring out of this character that hasn't been done or i haven't been able to do that was one thing that michael keaton felt like when he they were wanting to do batman forever he goes i've already kind of explored this character And even during the second one, for a lot of it, I felt like I was just there. And to be honest, he is. The Batman, like, is really just there and it more focuses on the Penguin and the Catwoman. And, like, his story arc uh, is minor compared to theirs. So that's one reason why he didn't do uh, the third one. That and, uh, well, they, they didn't want Tim Burton to direct it. And so once Tim was out, he was out. There was no question. Like, if Tim would have stayed on, he he still would have been like, well what can we do with this? Cuz he was hesitant. You know, he's like, sure, you know, God, these movies Tim have- Burton movie with the Riddler. La boyaoying. I mean, imagine a Tim Burton directed Batman Beyond movie with with Michael Keaton. Oh, 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 oh. Amazing. I mean,
1: uh does that not sell itself? And, I was just gonna say that shit sells itself, and you fucking
0: said it. Well, and the thing is, is that you can make it to where it's a <clears throat> sequel, it's a reboot sequel of the first two Batman movies. You know, you can have it be like, well, you know, over these years, I fought Billy D. Williams, Two Face. I, you know, me and Selena got married, and then we got divorced, or she got killed, or whatever. And now he's a grumpy old man. And this had young, a Robin,
1: lost a Robin. Mm-hmm. Got a second Robin. He, that motherfucker died
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it would just like, you don't even have to do, like, you can do, like, a 20, 30, 40 years later with this character, and especially in nowadays when they're doing all of these sequels that ignore sequels, you know, with the, with a Terminator and with yeah. Halloween and, with, and you know, all this shit, where it's like, hey, Hey, you remember Halloween 2, 3, H2O, Resurrection? Remember all that shit? Never happened. This new Halloween movie is now Halloween 2. Hey, kid. You remember all
1: that good shit you used to watch back in the day? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, well, here's the deal. We got the guy that did the good shit. We brought him back to do more good shit, but the bad shit that you weren't
0: happy with, forget about it. Forget forget about about it. it. Well what about the Rob Zombie ones? That doesn't matter. Mirrorverse, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> who? Rob Who? Yeah. Rob Who? Okay. Oh, oh, okay. The the guy that did the Santana song. I got you. No, he's not going to be in this. <laughs> he's not that smooth either. You're not that fucking smooth. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, Brando. Oh, shit, man. I think that we should just end on that one. That was. Fuck. We'll take uh, it home on that, guys. Uh... Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, you've listened to Journey into Comics. This is Journey into Comics. You can get us at JourneyIntocomics.com on Apple Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, Castbox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. Also, go to those same places and search "Game Addicts Podcast." That's where Brando does a show. Every other, I'm not sure what your release day is anymore because I suck balls. Is it Monday?
0: It's whenever I get one done. Hey, uh, fuck yeah! It kind of, it, it kind of has been Monday. The, the <laughs> this past week, I kind of got caught up and didn't get a chance to get back here and do it until Friday. So I launched it on midnight for Saturday. So I'm gonna, I'm. I'm there's not a lot of gaming news either. I mean, there is, but there isn't. And I don't want to do every episode about Final Fantasy VII and how excited I am for it. So and well, you're I, on the road to 150. I am. I'm on the road to 150. There two more. I got one more. One. I got one more to go, and then I'm there. But yeah, uh, guys, if you would go check out GameAtXPodcast.com, you know you can get all the podcasts there, and we're on podcast services all around the globe. All those Spotify's and Apple Podcasts and all those good places. Stitcher Radios. We're on TuneIn. We're on iHeartRadio, and all that kind of stuff too. So. Uh, Like whatever you fancy for podcasts We're there And you can check us out on social medias At Game Addicts Play on Twitter And Instagram and on the Facebooks uh, Try to be more active uh, On Twitter uh, I, I'm definitely on there and I'm definitely retweeting stuff And go check out all of my cool affiliates too and, and, and people that I podcast with Like Nate and of course we do the OGs here on the Journey to Comics Network, go check that show out It's coming back with a vengeance Ooh, with three days Till vengeance motherfuckers Ha <laughs> ha!
1: slip that one in there uh all right folks well i think that's gonna do it for journey into comics 286 this has been cream cheese flu i have been nate i've been brando (laughs) oh shit (laughs)
0: As as
1: always pop your caps back and fill your brains With shit. Later, guys.